If you're an entrepreneur in any industry, one of the things that you probably struggle the most with besides time in the day is pricing. It is a constant subject on social media, in magazines and books. It is always a hot topic and it is something that nobody ever seems completely satisfied with. You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2023. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 24 years and has taught worldwide in over 40 countries. She continues to educate in person and online while running a busy studio in Tustin, California. My Mom's Podcast is all about educating and motivating the creative entrepreneur. My name is Ava Brandt, and I am happy to welcome you to the fifth season of My Mom's Podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. It's a topic that I don't even really enjoy talking about. I hate boasting about it, talking about it, everything about it. I just don't like it. And I was raised by an accountant. So, you know, on the financial side, regardless of what business you're in, there are so many costs involved that people don't see. And that's what the constant struggle with entrepreneurs is. The other day, a post had popped up about somebody who delivers balloons and, you know, in cake smashes or open events, you know, open houses, you have the balloon garlands. And they seem so simple, right? How much could a balloon garland possibly cost? It's just balloons, right? And so the Instagram post was something about the entrepreneur saying, you know, you think it's just balloons. And then she shows the behind the scenes of what it takes to get the balloons to you, the the price of the storage unit that she has for her equipment, gas in her car, you know, the process of buying the balloons, delivering it, blowing it up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and she was explaining in this quick little video that I saw that obviously there's more to it. Now I'm a photographer, so I'm going to talk from the photography industry standpoint, but what I'm going to say really is relevant in all industries because especially now we're in the year 2023 and the economy isn't amazing. Amazing. But look, I've been in business a long time and I've been through up and down economy times and regardless, pricing is still an issue. And I think the constant issue is that creatives and entrepreneurs feel devalued whenever someone questions their pricing or when you see posts on social media of, I want a photographer that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Every time that post is made and it's made all the time in mom's groups or Facebook posts all the time, photographers cringe in their seats. They get insulted, they get offended, and they feel downright devalued. Does that sound familiar if you're a photographer? I know because I hear it and I see it. And then you'll get the backlash from the photographers literally writing out how much an arm and a leg costs. And they say, we're just trying to feed our family. We're just trying to put gas in our car. Why don't you take us seriously? Then there's other posts about why don't we support our friends' businesses, right? We'll go to Target. We'll go to Nordstrom. We'll go to all these other big companies, but we won't buy the shampoo that our best friends friends selling. And all she's trying to do is put food on the table. Maybe the only hours she has in a week is enough to be able to sell the shampoo that she really enjoys and believes in. And that will in turn put food on her table. And yet her own friends may turn their backs on her and buy their shampoo from Target instead of hers, even though Hers is a better brand. Why? Why? There's so many topics here that I 
I just want to scream from the roof on why can't we make a difference? You know, my passion as an educator is if we can all educate and elevate the industry and raise the pricing to really what it should be, and I'll get to what it should be in a minute, there'll be no cheap photographers. There'll be no fight to the end of, you know, hiring the cheapest photographer on the block and hiring the cheapest wedding person. There won't be any of that if the industry is elevated as a whole. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like you go to buy tires. Can you just go and buy $50 tires? You can. I know because I have a tire in my car that I need to change because we had a flat tire and we have a temporary tire and I need to get tires in my car. I literally, I say it every day when I wake up. I'm hoping by the time, well, I won't be by the time this podcast airs, but I need to get tires in my car. And so I'll sit down and I'll start researching tires. And honest to God, it really doesn't matter where you search. You're going to pay a lot of money for tires. You're not going to find a $50 tire somewhere. And if you do, you probably shouldn't put it on your car, right? Why? Because the tire industry as a whole understands the need and the value of these tires, how important they are, how the quality is important so you don't have a flat on the highway and they charge accordingly. They charge for the tire, they charge for the installation. It's a good amount of money you're going to pay and you pay it, right? You don't argue with it. You try to find a good deal, but you're still going to pay a good money. And yet the photography industry, and it's not just photography. I see it in makeup. I see it in balloons, weddings, party rentals, anywhere. I see it in all industries. There's a constant need for, you want quality, you want a service, but you'd really rather just not pay for it. And then you go to social media and you say, I want, I need, and can I have someone that's not going to break the bank? That's not going to cost an arm and a leg. And when that's said, Around the world, you can hear photographers, creative entrepreneurs cringing in their seat, frustrated, defeated, undervalued, unappreciated, and frankly, many of them wanting to just give up. Sound familiar? I get it. I do. It is frustrating. Wouldn't it be absolutely fantastic if whatever industry you're in, you were paid for the amount of time and work that's involved for your job? Wouldn't that be great? That would be great because then you'd be happier. You'd be less stressed. You would enjoy going to work and you wouldn't be counting every single penny going into your bank. And that's not what's happening. Every single day, especially lately, I'm seeing creatives and entrepreneurs, very amazing, talented people going, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Today briefly, I saw this post that made my heart ache of a woman in a mom's group, two kids, three and five, made a post and said, does anyone have any food in their pantry? I could actually get really emotional just thinking about this because I just kind of glanced at it. And she said, I don't even want money. She said, I've barely eaten in the past four days. I'm on food stamps. I've run out of my food stamps. We're out of money. I don't have any money to go to the grocery store. I'm eating as little as humanly possible so that my kids have food, but I'm getting tired and I'm getting weak because I'm eating so little and I just need a good meal. The fact that a mom has to say that in today's day and age, especially here in Orange County, California, when you look at the cost of living here, it breaks my heart. 
And I went to reply and there were a million, thank God, immediate responses. I was literally ready to Instacart her groceries. And I paused for a minute because I didn't want to overwhelm her. And she'd gotten a huge response, thank God, from the moms in the community. Mom saying, I will pick you up and take you, you know, to the food bank. I will take you to the grocery store. Let me Instacart you, DoorDash, you know, what do you need now and for the next month? And they all gathered together which is fantastic. We need more of that. They say it takes a village. It does. And I I wish to God more people felt comfortable putting that out there and saying that. But that's not the point of this topic. The point of this topic is pricing. Why is pricing such an issue? Why are there so many photographers, creatives, and entrepreneurs struggling with pricing? And then they'll put pricing out there or they'll raise their pricing. God forbid they raise their pricing. And then what happens? Crickets. That's what I hear. I've raised my pricing and then silence. All of a sudden their phone stops ringing. All of a sudden no one's calling them and they go, now now I just priced myself out of the market. No, what you did was you priced accordingly because you probably figured out that you weren't making any money and your partner was going, what is this hobby photographer of you, photography of yours? It's not making any money. You're spending all this money on props and lighting. And you say, I need these props and lighting because that's what you need in this industry. We need all of these beautiful, pretty things to wrap around the baby, to photograph the baby, right? If you're looking for a baby photographer, you're not just going to find someone that's sitting empty alone in a room with a camera especially in my industry, which is a newborn industry. You're going to look at that photographer's work. You're going to look at her portfolio and you're going to look for a body of work that shows all the pretty things, all the blankets, all the props, all the colors. And you're going to go, oh, I want that photographer. And then you're going to see her price and you're going to, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. Hold on a minute. Look at how much this costs. It's a lot of money. Do you know that a little newborn romper sells for anywhere from $60 to $85 for one romper that's this size? I know, I have a clothing line. I've had one for 18 years, you guys. Actually longer since I was pregnant with Olivia and she's 20 now. But my baby line has been since Ava was born. So about 18 years. I know what it costs to make that little $80 romper because I have to pay my building lease. I have to pay my insurance. I have to pay employees. I have to pay taxes. I have to pay shipping. I have to pay a zillion things. So that's why that romper costs $80. So unfortunately, I know both sides. Now I'm the photographer. I've got to buy that $80 romper. What you don't understand is when you're buying that $200 newborn session, that's not covering it. It's just not covering it. So if you've paid a photographer $200 and gotten all of your images for newborn photography and you were super happy, congratulations. You got a great deal. Unfortunately, that photographer is probably crying at home at night because she can't pay her bills because that was not enough to cover her costs. I know that. There was a post I was reading the other day that said for one hour worth of photography, active photography, behind it is eight to nine hours of work. Eight to nine hours of work. Let's go with nine plus the hour of photography. That's 10 hours of work for one hour of photo session. Now take your $200 that you've paid for that session and divide it by 10 hours of work. Okay, that's $20 an hour, right? That that photographer got paid. 
That doesn't include the gas, the insurance, allocating money for marketing or advertising or her props. Never mind the babysitters, the groceries, and everything else that is required to do the job. So she's negative. And so that's why when you see photographers charging $1,000 or more, they're barely breaking even, you guys. They're barely breaking even. The cost of photography, regardless of what genre you're in, is not just that one-hour session. And it's not just whether they have a studio or whether they're in home. They think, oh, well, you're in your home, so I shouldn't have to pay that much. Really? Why not? She still has to buy the camera. She still has to get the lighting. Even if it's natural light, you still have modifiers. She still has to, never mind the props, the clothing, everything behind me you see, everything that's entitled to wrap your baby, dress your baby, pose your baby, the posing aids that go under the baby's head. What about an assistant to spot the baby? You've got to pay the assistant for that. Never mind the taxes. The babysitter for the children, the gas in the car if she's driving to your home, the time to set up, tear down, clean, wash the clothes, call the session, edit, upload the gallery to you for you to pick the images. And then she's got to go ahead and edit it. He or she deliver the images. Then you have the product. I could go on and on and break it down. And if you do any type of Google search, there's a lot of photographers that do take the time to break it down and they'll break down every single item. And then you realize that the photography industry, like many other industries, we're struggling. It's hard. And I run three different types of businesses. I'm a photographer, I have busy clients, I love my clients, and I teach, I educate, I travel around the world, and I have a clothing line. So I have three businesses that are not easy to run and maintain and make sure that they're financially making sense. And so as photographers, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, how do we get clients to understand and value our work that it's not just the balloon garland that goes over the door? It's not just that one hour photo session. It's not just that eight hour wedding. It's the four to five hours before, it's the hours afterwards and everything in between. It's the emails, it's the phone calls, it's the uploading, it's the gallery, it's the calling, it's the time away from your family. And never mind that whatever we're making, we still have to contribute to the family income. And so, you know, I, I know I have different types of listeners on here. So if you're somebody hiring a photographer, I beg you from the core of my being here representing the entire photography community on this podcast, please pay these photographers. Please just pay them. And if you can afford them, please pay what they're worth. And even, I don't know, tip them, send them flowers, something. Because they are working night and day. And I hate to see my photographer friends and students struggle to be heard, to feel like they're worth something, and to not feel like they have to constantly justify this amazing art that they're pretty sure that they can make a living if somebody will just trust them enough to hire them. You post a free session, the mom's groups are flooded. 50 responses for model calls, a million, a million. 
I know I do model calls all the time because I teach and I'm so thankful for the models that come because I'm getting paid to teach. And so of course, I'm not going to charge my models anything. So I love to have models come in and there are people that can't afford my photography. So when they come in for a model call, it's win-win. They can't afford me and I need them. And so it's a mutual collaboration and I'm super thankful. And so I'm not degrading that in any way, shape or form. And I'm not talking to the people that cannot afford photography because I'm not stupid. Photography is a luxury item. Let me say that again. Photography is a luxury item. Nobody technically needs photography. You know what we need? We need clothes on our back. We need somewhere to live, a roof over our head, and we need food and water. That's what we need. Ideally, gas in our car or a bus ticket. We don't need photography. You can say we do because it's our visual history and it's it's everything in our life, yes, but realistically, it is a luxury item. And we know this. So we're getting your nails done and your hair and your makeup and all of that. So let's be real about that fact, but let's also be real that it's a service-based business. And if you can afford this luxury or you want this luxury, then that luxury is going to cost you. It's like when I take my dogs to get groomed. I have three dogs. They don't listen to anything I say. And they're busy and they're dirty all the time. It doesn't matter how many times I get them groomed. Now I can take them to a groomer, load their dirty bodies in my car, take them to the groomer, pick them up. Now I've got to get my car washed because they've ruined my car and all of that. Or I can pay for an at-home groomer. He comes to the home. He's got his whole van, fill up with dog hair, washes my dogs. I don't have to think about it. He lets himself into my house, wrangles my dogs, does everything he needs to do to the dogs and they come back in the house, happy, healthy. I have a clean house and I didn't have to go anywhere and I have three clean dogs. Do I pay a good amount for this guy? You better believe it. He's not cheap. Do I hire him every week? Of course not. I can't afford to. But I hire him when I need to and when the kids are like, mom, the dogs are disgusting. Call the groomer guy. It's really bad. And there are times where we just can't afford the groomer guy. So we got to brush the dogs ourselves. And it's kind of the same with these luxury businesses, right? There's times where we got to wax our own eyebrows, paint our own nails, because it's a luxury item that we just don't need right now. And we just can't afford it right now. And that's the realism of today's economy. I can't go to a spa every day and get a blow dryer every day. I would love it. I tell my hairdresser every time I see her that when I make millions, she's going to be part of my glam squad. And I'm just going to take her everywhere I go. And she laughs because she said that's everybody's dream is to have their own glam squad. I don't need diamonds or fancy shoes. I just need someone to travel with me to blow dry my hair. That would be, that would be a luxury for me, but I can't afford that. But there's people that do have glam squads that travel with them because they're in the entertainment industry and they need that luxury service. So let's call it what it is. Photography is a luxury service. And so I get it when people are saying, I need a photographer, but I don't want it to cost an arm and a leg because I just need a couple quick photos. I get that. And there are photographers of all different price brackets. And you need to find a photographer that fits in line with your budget. I get all of that. But as a photographer, artist, creative entrepreneur, how do you charge and get paid for not really what you're worth? Because it's not about what you're worth. It's about what this job entails. 
Recently, about a year ago, I removed session-only fees. Now, I've done in-person sales my whole career. I mean, I was film, so we had no choice but to do in-person sales, also known as IPS. So if you hear the term IPS and you're a new photographer or you're an amateur or you just hear that acronym, IPS means in-person sales. Back in the day with film, you had no choice but to sit down with your client and sell in person because there was no other way to do it. Now with digital, we can do things online, but a lot of photographers still do in-person sales. Now, my clients know that we can do in-person whenever they want. If they want to order frames or canvases, and some of them do, they call me up. Just yesterday, I had a client email me and say, I want to order a book. Do I come in person or do I do that online? So it's kind of a hybrid since COVID. I've adjusted and, and we can do either. But there was a time where I only did in person. And after COVID, I just kind of reevaluated things. Nobody was coming in and we had to do everything virtually. And I decided to shift my packages and my pricing to just have all-inclusive. I just didn't want to have the session fee, time only, and then decide what you want to buy. I just, I, I did that, you guys, for 22 years and I was just done. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to just create packages that include my time and it's going to be one package. Now, what's tough about that is when you talk to other photographers, they'll just go, well, so that's all they're going to spend. And, and, it's so frustrating sometimes talking to photographers because I feel that photographers can be not as open-minded as my clients. My clients are fantastic. If they see a package, they know they can upgrade their package, they can add, they can buy more, they can buy product. And so I don't have any issues with my clients. I really don't. It's the photographers that will look at my pricing and going, but that's it. And then, and then they just assume that no one's ever going to buy more because it's all-inclusive. Why are they assuming that? They're not my client. And so I'm, I'm always feeling like I have to defend myself in the photography world. Like, yes, of course my clients can buy more. Yes, of course they do. No, I'm not going to show you my client's checks that they write to me. No, I'm not going to show you my client's orders. And no, I'm not going to post my sales online. That's just not my thing. But trust that I know my business well enough. I know what works. I know how much money I need to bring in. Because when we go back to pricing, what should pricing be based on? Not your worth cost of doing business, right? And so that's where a lot of photographers make mistakes is they'll start out and they'll say, well, I'm just starting out. I'm new. I never haven't really photographed that many babies. And so I'm just going to do like, well, I'm going to start free and then I'll just do like $50 and $100 and then they go to 200 and then they're stuck there. And then they can't break free because they're like, no, I'm busy and people are calling me. So I can't charge anymore. I'll lose all my clients. And I'm like, mm. when I started photography, I never did that. I didn't do a free, a free period. I didn't do a $50 period or a $100 period. When I quit my day job as a web developer, I started full price day one. I had regular pricing. What I did do on the side was I did model calls on the side. I perfected my work on the side. And I kind of had my side hustle, which was constantly perfecting my work and bringing in models. And then I had my retail pricing, which was on the website from day one. So a stranger could look at my website and hire me and I could be one day in the business. They don't know, this is my fee. Did it mean that I thought I was amazing? No, I'm pretty sure I sucked. But that wasn't what the point. My point was I was quitting my day job and I became a professional photographer, which meant that I'm charging professional rates. It's, it's like if your toilet's broken and you call a plumber, he shows up. He's like, it's going to be $75. Whether he pulled out a piece of hair or a pacifier, he's going to charge you that and he's going to take it out and leave. 
He's not going to go, okay, here's the deal. Just yesterday, I became a plumber. I've only cleaned like one or two toilets. This one's on the house. If you call me back again, maybe I'll charge you next time. If you refer me to friends and family, I'll only charge them $25. You'll never hear that out of a plumber's mouth, will you? Never, (laughs) never. They're just going to show up. They're going to be like, this is the fee. I'm coming to your house. I got to go in your toilet. This is how much you're going to pay. Now, granted, it's not really a luxury service, although you could probably clean out your own toilet if you really wanted to. Sometimes it's a necessity. But the point is the plumber is not going to go, okay, I've only unplugged two toilets, so this is my price. And then when I unplug five toilets, this will be my price. No one does that except photographers. Photographers will go, well, I'm new and no one really knows me and I don't really have experience, so I'm just going to be free. Then, Then be free and be an amateur and do that. Because when you're a professional, you know the difference between professional and amateur is a professional is paid. That's it. That's it, guys. It doesn't mean that, oh, I'm a professional. I'm so amazing. I'm so great. I'm award-winning. I'm a celebrity photographer and everybody knows who I am. That's not, no. Professional photographer versus amateur. You're getting paid. You're not getting paid. That's it. That's it. Now, if I would have started my photography pricing based on my worth, I probably still would be broke. I wouldn't be making any money because I never, I don't wake up and think I'm amazing and I'm worth a million dollars. I don't, who does? And many photographers raise their pricing and raise their pricing and raise their pricing and they get to a point where they're just over it. And they're like, this is my price based on my cost of doing business, based on the rent, based on the insurance, based on my kid's daycare, based on grocery, based on the fact that I need a paycheck. Let's not even get started about how many photographers aren't giving themselves an actual paycheck. And so this is my price. And then I'd rather take one client a month or none. Because what's the alternative? You take 100 clients a month, you never see your kids, you're broke, you're exhausted, you're tired, and you're getting paid nothing, or you raise your prices and you only get one client a month, but that client for that, that one client for the month paid everything for the month. Wouldn't you rather have that? Yeah? And so as a photographer, creative entrepreneur, whoever you are, you've got to understand your cost of doing business. And I don't care whether you're working at home in your grandmother's basement or you're on the street. There is a cost. Your time costs something. There's a cost to doing the job. There's a cost of preparing the job. There's a cost of finishing the job, delivering the job, educating yourself to be able to do the job and everything in between. And that has a price. And you need to charge accordingly. And if you don't, you are going to be struggling and you will be broke for the rest of your life. It is just that simple. And you can pay for all the pricing courses in the world, all the mentors in the world, go to all the masterminds in the world. But if you're not going to price your work based on the cost of doing business, which by the way, the cost of doing business includes your salary, you're never going to be successful. So skip the masterminds, skip the expensive IPS courses that you're buying and everything else that you're doing and sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down what it costs you to actually do a job. And if I was going to hire you, what would you say? If I was going to hire you tomorrow and said, I want to hire you to be an associate photographer, what would you say? You would say, how many hours am I going to work? How much am I going to get paid? And what am I going to be doing? 
right? And then I would say, oh, you're going to be working probably five, seven days a week. You're never going to see your family. Your kids are going to be upset that you're working all the time. You might sleep a little bit. Oh my gosh, you got to perfect your wrapping and your posing. We got to spend some money on props. You're going to be editing all night so your wrist falls off. And maybe... I mean, I think you'll probably net maybe five, six dollars an hour. Would you take the job? Hell no. You wouldn't take it. You would say, I Anna, I can't afford to work for you, right? You would you would say that. You would turn the job down. I know this because I ask photographers this all the time. And yet, how much are you making? If you're listening to this and you're a photographer, I want you to write down the last amount of money you were paid for a session and then start deducting deducting how many hours you worked to fulfill that job, what it cost for you to fulfill that job. Did you need a babysitter? Did you need to buy specific props? Did you need gas in your car? What did you need to do that job? Clothing, shoes, what did you need? Insurance, taxes, and how much money did you make? And then change your prices now. I would love by the end of this podcast, everybody change your prices, elevate the entire industry so that when someone's looking for a photographer, we're all making a good amount of money and charging based on the particular job so that there's not an issue. Then there wouldn't be an issue, right? You're going to go, but Anna, I'm not that experienced as you. I've only been doing this X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. One year, two year, three years. I'm not that good at rapping. I don't know. Give me all the thousand excuses I've heard before. It's a job. You're no longer a hobbyist. You're no longer an amateur. It's a job. And a job means you are getting paid. And we take jobs based on what we need to earn a living. Correct? Correct. So if you're going to apply for a job, you're going to accept or deny the job based on whether that job is going to pay you in a way that you can afford to live. And the struggle is now is that every industry is just dying because they feel that everybody is undercutting, undercharging, too much competition. They're being undervalued, underappreciated, and disrespected. And I hear it every single day on social media. So a couple of things I want to say about this. Number one, I'm pretty sure that when you were listening to this podcast, you thought, oh, great, Anna's going to spill all her pricing secrets and tell me exactly what her prices are and how to price and how to be profitable. Mm, I'm not going to do that. You can see my prices. I'm very transparent. Go to annabrand.com. They're right there. And I don't need your feedback on my pricing and I don't need your critique on my pricing. I know my pricing and I'm comfortable with my pricing. And when I need to change it, I do. I don't ask for permission. I don't seek counsel. I just change it. Number two, there's plenty of people that will sell you mm, quite a story of how to change your pricing. And at the end of the day, I remember I used to sit down with my dad and I remember that the first uh, time I went to buy a car, and he was co-signing because it was like my first official car. I'd had a car before. And I, oh, I remember this like yesterday. And he wanted to know what my paycheck was. And he told me the exact percentage of how, what car I could afford based on my paycheck. And I remember I was working for Panasonic at the time and I was in their accounts payable department. I don't remember what my salary was at the time, but I remember bringing in my paycheck and I had, they had a credit union. So I had set aside money for months and I put away, I think $2,500 for a deposit for this car. And my dad didn't know that, but I, I know my dad's, I was terrified to go to this dealership with him. So I knew I had to go to the dealership with money 
or my dad was not going to be happy. And before he would sign on the loan, he said, let's go over this. How much are you making? This is how much you can afford. This is the kind of car we're going to look for because this is the only type of car you could afford. And it was a Toyota Corolla. I bought a Tawny Rose Toyota Corolla. And he co-signed it and I put $2,500 down. And I remember how good it felt, understanding the numbers, understanding the percentage, not going over what I could afford and being super happy with that card. We drove it to New York, New Jersey and all the cherry blossoms were out. And there's a photo somewhere buried in my storage somewhere of me like jumping off the top of the car because I was so happy. And I remember my roommate at the time being there next to me and she said she was trembling the entire conversation. Sitting down with my dad was always scary because he was an accountant and, you know, he worked in real estate. So he would want to know every number and the allocation and the breakdown and the taxes and the, are you paying yourself? And, oh gosh, on and on and on. And so, you know, there's a couple of things I want to say. Number one, for creatives and entrepreneurs everywhere, it will always be a struggle to find the right number, the right amount of money to be paid for what not only we're worth, even though that's not what we're basing on, what a job entails and to have money left over to feed our family and live a successful life. A life. It's. I don't think that there's any perfect algorithm. I can't give you a pricing structure. I live in Orange County, California. It's going to be very different living here versus Oklahoma versus New York City versus Alaska. That's, that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is this. Creative to creative, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, anyone that's in charge of determining pricing for their business, whether you blow up balloons for a garland, run a tutoring company, a photographer, or whatever else you're doing. Understand what it costs for you to do your job. Understand that you need to be paid. You need an actual paycheck. And you can do it. You can actually pay yourself a paycheck. I don't care if you start at $8 an hour or $12 an hour, an actual paycheck you can do it. You can set it up on QuickBooks yourself and write it all down and price accordingly. And if no one calls you, do the work anyway, perfect your craft, work your butt off, be super knowledgeable, get educated, watch all the tutorials and videos and books, because when you do get that call and you will, you will be not only appreciated, but you will be paid. And it, isn't that what we want? You know, my son is 22 and he's built a studio here in Tustin, 10 minutes away from me. It's amazing the work that he's done. He's, I've posted some videos about it. He's, he's built most of it himself just because from a financial standpoint, we couldn't afford the contractors. And so he'd say, mom, I remember when he said he had to build an office. He's like, mom, I have to build myself an office. And it's going to cost $5,000 for drywall. And I was like, we don't have it. We just, we don't have $5,000 for drywall. And it was months of him going, mom, I need $5,000 for drywall. And me going, I can't give you $5,000 for drywall. And him figuring out how to do it himself. And then talking to contractors and saved enough money to bring in the electricians to do, you know, pay for the things that he couldn't do. Psych like, well, he built himself. 
I had a client who donated doors to his studio because they saw how much work he was doing. He's built the paneling himself because there were so many times where we can't afford a contractor. So he's just got to build it himself. And then when we were going over pricing for his photography, there were so many times where he was like, mom, I'd, I'd literally rather not work than get paid less than for a job. And I'm struggling. And he's only 22. And I'm like, I agree 100%. He would rather literally spend a month just editing older videos, building his studio, honing his craft, and not take a cheap job so that when that phone does ring, he's actually getting paid. And he's 22 years old. My hope is that he takes that and builds an amazing life. But as a creative and as an entrepreneur, it's not going to be easy because people look at him, oh, he's young. Who cares? I don't care if you're young or old. A job is a job and you need to get paid. And so my wish is that for the creative industry, we could price accordingly. Seek experts, get mentoring, watch all the YouTube videos, tutorials, read the books, do what you need to do, talk to an accountant, do your research and find out what it costs to do your job, whatever it is, add in your salary and then price accordingly. Because a lot of people will say, this is what it takes to do a job, but they don't include their salary. And then all of a sudden they don't, under they don't understand why they're broke because they didn't include their time. And so that their cost is like, well, I'll just do it for a couple hundred dollars because I need this, 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 and this. And then they didn't equate for their time and their cost. And that's where we're falling short. If you are hiring any type of luxury service or business, I ask that you just appreciate the art and what it takes for us to do our job. It's not just the one hour photo session. It's not just the balloon garland over the door. It's not just the pretty makeup on the face or the eyelashes or the blow dry. It's the education, the tools, the equipment, the time away from the family, the travel, the gas, the food, the dedication and everything in between, the taxes, the insurance, all of that. It's all of that. It's not just false eyelashes on an eyelash extension or people pay $80 for eyelash extensions to $200. It's the education that that person needed to learn how to safely apply those eyelash extensions to your eyes, right? And so I think that as creative entrepreneurs, we have to just say, we mean business. We need business. This is business. It's nothing personal. Yes, I love my job. And yes, I would love to do every photo shoot for free. Well, that would be fantastic if money wasn't an issue, wouldn't it? If money wasn't an issue, we'd all be just running around in fields with our cameras, having a great time. That would be great. But unfortunately, this is a very expensive world we live in and we need to get paid. And so let's do it. Let's rise up. Photographers, creative entrepreneurs, rise up and start charging not what you're worth, but what it takes for you to do your job. And those of us that are hiring other entrepreneurs and creatives and artists, let's give back our sheer appreciation for the love and craft of the job and pay accordingly. I hope something that I'm saying resonates with you. I really do. I, I wish that I could give you a blueprint of success. I wish I could say, oh, charge this. And they're going to pay it because of this. And you're going to be super comfortable financially. And everything you've worked for is going to be okay. I, I wish I could do that. I can tell you that I've been in this industry a long time, guys. And 
if we can all just sit down and take stock and charge accordingly, in addition, you've got to have the work behind it, right? I think that's the only missing piece in that is you got to stand behind your work. You have to know your craft. You have to constantly be learning and educating and doing all the legal things that you need to do, insurance, taxes, and everything else, and be a viable business and plan accordingly. Pay yourself. And I'd rather you take one client and feel appreciated and get paid than 10 who are not paying you. You know what I'm saying? My name is Anna Brand. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.